Hello everyone and welcome to Straight Talk and we are your Straight Talkers. My name is Hafiz, your regular man on the street with an irregular bowel movement. <laughs> Hi, my name is Wei Liang. Uh, I'm a sports scientist who coaches and mentors athletes. Hi, my name is Edmund. I'm a father of three. Yep. Father of three? Yes. Okay. Three. Okay, so now, in each episode of Straight Talk, what we do is we will share our views on current hot topics and societal issues. And um, I think what we want to do is we want to be able to talk about these issues in a very, um, you know, candid, candid manner. Yep. And, and agree to disagree on certain issues. Correct. Okay, so now, I want to start off uh, every episode with a Bue Song issue. Bue right? Song. So wow. what is something that really Bue Song, you cannot tahan? Actually, based on the recent news, we see... Crows flying around, attacking people, passerby. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So no, the Buisong top the, the, the portion is not on the crow. <laughs> okay. The Buisong part is first you have people coming out ask NEA to do something about this crow. Uh, Correct. Yes. Then yeah. suddenly, I think two days ago or yesterday, then you mm -hmm. have people coming out and said, No, we should live with the wow. Wow. Then we should live with the wow. Wild. So the next thing is So meaning don't touch them. So Let do, it be. So what if they are attacking us? Do or don't do. Okay, okay, okay. It's not about whether they attack you or not. It's what, what you want the, 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 the authorities to do. Well, that's Singapore in general, right? You mm. do, you can. You don't do, you also Yes. Can. Correct, correct. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so should do or not? Damn if you do and damn if you don't, right? Yes. Yeah. So okay. should do or I don't know. I'm not a crow. Don't ask me. <laughs> Worry about I think it. there should be ways to control it. But culling is maybe one of the more extreme measures. Yeah. But... Mm. Then again, right? Singaporeans are quite an impatient bunch. Very. They want very quick results. Correct. So yes. calling would allow you to reach the solution the quickest. Yeah. True. Attack you, right? Then I call all the crows. Ah, then problem solved. True. Right. True. Now, what about you? What What's your Bui song issue? Coe is crazy. <laughs> it's super okay. super high. That's true. That's yeah. true. I mean, as, as a car owner myself, I mean, when, when I purchased my car, I thought it was going to be like a good investment. And then just like everything in Singapore, it's become a liability. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And a petrol, petrol increase, right? Yes. Last year, Correct. something like I, I, I cannot, like, because I always stipulate a certain amount of money for petrol a month. And now that has to be increased on top mm. of other things. Mm. So mm. really cannot make it. Really cannot make it. Are you going over to overseas for your petrol? But uh, sometimes, sometimes. But the jam, my brother. Oh yeah. Mm. I cannot. Uh, three yes. hours in a jam is cannot, cannot, cannot. And yeah. I have a very weak bladder. But yes, I mean COE has been always been high. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't think it's a investment per se. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, it's not choice right now. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's not. Uh, but however, I agree with you. I mm -hmm. think motorbike. Uh, motorbike shouldn't be COEs. I don't see the reason for motorbikes to have such high COEs. That's true. Okay. Okay. My based on issue of the topic uh, of, of, of the week is the because I just saw this meme of <laughs> our PM against a backdrop of Marina Bay Sands. Yes. Mm. With the words, please make love. Right. <laughs> because of the birth rate. Okay. Oh. So 1.05. Uh, we yeah. have hit a low, uh, all-time low. Yes. Okay. So meaning that out of 100 couples, mm. only one of you is... No. Oh, of is every bad. 100 couples, uh -huh. only 105 kids. Okay. What are your thoughts about that? Uh? As a parent, you want your kid to to have some form of advantage mm -hmm. over others, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So it adds to this whole competitive nature of the Singaporean society. 
Mm. So that's that's one of my biggest concerns for the future generation actually. Right. right. That, that one a bit far. Yeah. Many years to come. Oh, many I, years for you to go. Cross so, the yeah. bridge when you reach yes. there. Yeah, 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 but you'll so. be happy that you're getting this extra three thousand dollars. Wow. Oh yeah, the three thousand yeah, dollars. Okay. Yeah. Is it enough? Uh, first of all, it it's enough? not one lump sum. Uh, it's, yeah, staggered. it's staggered. Ah. So I don't think you will feel it as a bonus. I think you will probably... Uh, I expect mm. to to receive it and then feel like, oh, just in time, like I can buy more diapers or more formula. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think it's uh, incentive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely uh, assistance, but yeah. I don't see it as an incentive to have yeah. more. Is it going True. to encourage you to have your second one? Probably uh, not. No. Probably not. Because if you think about university education, right, whatever amount that they are giving to yeah. you as baby bonus, it's not enough for education. True. So yeah. So yeah. the extra three thousand, <coughs> they add up to be like eleven now. Eleven k. It's yeah. not going to entice you. I don't think so. No. Because I still think I still think having a baby is like a personal decision between yeah. couples. It's a personal choice. Yes. So I don't think yeah. I don't think. Yeah, any monetary value would. So, which is quite interesting, right? Because there's three of us here, yeah. and then two of us are already thinking maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe okay. not. So, I can for. Foresee... No, it's three of us. Maybe not, because yeah. I okay. contributed three already. <laughs> yeah. Not. Yeah. Not, not just to, to, to make it fall, ah? Yeah. So, but it would be good if they came back, did it until. 20 well, years ago. Yeah, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> My eldest is 20, so. Wow! Yes! Oh, okay, okay. If they okay. can backdate 20. Yeah. Are there any other Buesong issues that you would like to raise? Just to get it out of your system uh, before 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 our guest of honor comes. Housing. What about it? I don't want to talk about housing. Uh. Okay, Why? fine. <laughs> because I, I can't afford a house. But there's a group of people online who say that with the extra grants, right, it uh -huh. will result in increased resale prices, therefore making it even more out of reach. I think Singapore in general has done a quite a good job mm -hmm. with looking after first timers. Okay. Right. So all the help is rendered to first timers. All right. And then the resale market is sort of like a wild wild west. Yeah. It is like It is like yeah. It is. It is. It is. It is. So your concern, reading up from online, is uh, the resale prices may go up because yeah, yeah, of yeah. the extra grant. Yeah, but for me, I feel that the BTO or HDB is not meant to be an investment vessel, you see. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's meant to provide yeah. a roof over Singaporeans' heads. So I don't feel that it's right. For me, I'm not terribly concerned because uh, I, I don't think I will sell my HDB flat okay. and use it as an investment. I, I really true. see it as a home. Okay. Yeah. I, I seriously don't think the extra grant is going to affect the resale market. Mm -hmm. Now, first of all, if I were to put myself as a seller, mm -hmm. my price is not going to vary because you are first time or your second time buyer. Mm -hmm. Correct? Not? If I set my selling price at 800000 per se, okay. you come, it will still be 800000 Whether it's you you first afford time or it, second time, it's still going to be 800000 I'm not going to. So if you can't afford it, which means that if you are a first timer and you can't afford it, mm -hmm. you'll just... No choice, I have to apply for BTO la. Yeah. and rely on the grants. Yes, in a way, in a way. Oh, so, okay. so the price is already set okay. by the seller, okay. as in how much I want to sell. So yeah. I don't think the extra grant, I mean, it's a help for the first timer, but mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to increase the seller. Re realistically, do you also wish that when, whenever you see those kind of headlines, 
Like you wish that, oh, okay, I hope that my house can fetch a certain price. Oh, but then, it is always a seller and buyer mentality. Okay. When you want to sell, we always want That's to be the say. one that is... 1 million, but when we want to buy, we want to buy the one at 500,000. But then in the end, that, that's the whole contradiction, right? That's true, yes. That's yeah, we keep complaining, oh, so expensive, so expensive. And but then you're like, oh, money when, money. when I sell, I hope I sell yeah, at true, expensive price. The best part is both ways you can complain. That's true. Like, that's true. <laughs> Do you think it is going to be affordable for them to be able to afford a roof over their head? Because I think that is the primary concern for a lot of, a lot of us. It is a concern for me, mm -hmm. especially as a father of three, mm -hmm. whether my kids can still afford a HDB or not. Yes, okay. it is a concern. Okay. As for myself, I already have one. So, right. uh, so what kind of advice do you would give your kids in terms of if they were trying to like purchase? Buy within your means. Yes. Okay. I think that is important. Okay. Yeah. Look forward, look enough. ahead, save up plan for it. Uh, housing is not something that you want to buy and clear your finger. Say, hey, I want to buy now. It okay. won't. So you, you have to, to plan out. for it. Yeah. Plan so for question it. B is, how early do you have to be to start saving for your flat? How early? Or, or your house, like, whatever you want to get. How early? I would say, uh, if I were to put a benchmark, okay. I would say if you were to start working within like 5 to 10 years, you should be somewhere at the entry level of maybe getting a Entry level HDB, maybe three rooms. What's that? What's an entry level? Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> entry level specs. Entry level for Entry level estate. La. Yes. Yeah. For me, I think uh, I'll be confiscating his angpao money from Yang and just keep it away. That's true. And just start Before young. he starts questioning, so yeah. in, the, in, in, the, interim, in yeah. the interim interim years, please. I'll just tell him a lie. In this family, we don't do angpaos. Huh. <laughs> But anyways, uh, I'm very excited because today we have a very interesting guest to come on board. Alright, so I think she would be at a better understanding on answering all of our um, worries mm. and queries. Mm. Okay. And we have with us to answer all of your burning Boisong questions, right? Yes. The perfect Ooh. person for the job. Okay. Uh, you want to talk about inflation, you want to talk about GST, about yes. cost of living, about HGB flats, that you think is all of um Going to get more and more expensive. Yes. Okay. Now, let's welcome Miss Indrani Raja, the minister in the Prime Minister's office. So she is also second minister of finance and second minister for national development. Mm, so under her finance portfolio, Miss Raja is involved in the development of the government's fiscal policies. Perfect. Budget also just come out, so can grill her. Lah. Good. <laughs> okay. Ask anything. Can I leave everything. now? <laughs> Cannot. Oh. oh. If I okay. anyways, how was the trip here? Okay, okay, it was alright. Just was all traffic right, a bit heavy, but otherwise yeah. okay. Have you had breakfast? Yeah. No, normally I don't eat breakfast. Okay. I just first meal is lunch. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Are you in a good mood? That depends on what you're gonna ask me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, okay. So actually, before you actually arrived, we were talking about a couple of a uh, song issues. So song mm. is like things that it's just at the top of our heads and something that we want to get our. Um, I mean, okay, issues I, I that Singaporean, we I know what Boisong is. Complain, uh, yes. a lot of complaining. Uh. So, one of the issues that we talked about, which I thought was really interesting, I want to touch it uh, on it first, okay. is uh, the low birth rate. So, in 2022 last year, alright, it was reported that we have uh, reached our lowest rate at 1.05. Yep. Okay, thoughts? Okay. Why do you think this is happening? Well, it's not just us. I want, I want to start off by saying it's okay. not just us. It's not that Singaporeans are outperforming the rest of the world in this uh, low performing rate. underperforming. Rates. That's right. <laughs> so, globally, right, mm. we see that there's a drop in birth rates. Yeah. 
And there seems to be a few trends. One is uh, people marrying later. Mm -hmm. The second is even when they marry, uh, they delay having children. And even if they have children, they have fewer. So part of it just seems to be, I, I want to live my life first, you know, I want to experience things. Um, but then when the child comes along, then um, it's like, I want to invest the, the resources that we have in maybe one or, or two, not more than that. So that's a, that's a global thing. But of course, in the Singaporean context, there, there are other the factors that may be in play as well. So when we talked to people, um, the, the first thing that they told us was costs of raising a child. Um, second was uh, stress. Stress in the sense of um, need infant care, uh, child care, and they also have to manage with young children as well as their older parents who are, who are aging. Mm -hmm. um, and then this whole work-life balancing. Mm. So that's why you can see that this year's budget, right, which we had a very strong suite of marriage and parenthood measures. Yes. You, you want me to go into that? Can you, I outline you, you, that? We were talking about the increment of the $3,000 baby bonus as yeah, okay. part of the uh, budget. So, I mean. Okay, okay. But, but I, I really hope that people just don't focus on that part because there, there's a design to this, right? Okay. Oh. And, and remember... What's true? Yes. Okay. Mm. Well, okay. So I, I told you the, the, the concerns. Uh -huh. So cost was one of the top ones. Okay. Hence, we are increasing the financial support so the baby bonus cash gift that's been increased by three thousand mm -hmm. dollars um, then we're also increasing the child development account the top up yes. so government gives a first step grant so we've increased that we're also increasing the co-matching uh, mm. amount um, and that that will all help i think with the the financial part but people also say that they need a flat now mm -hmm. because otherwise no no flat no house uh, mm. cannot do what you need to do to have the babies. Um, so okay. so uh, right. uh, we, we've said that we're going to prioritize, have, a, have a, a section where we give extra priority for first timers, mm -hmm. um, for, for married couples and young families. That one details will be announced by Minister Desmond Lee in the upcoming uh, Committee of Supply. Right. Okay. right? But that, the, 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 the headline announcement was made during budget. So that's to make sure that young families get their homes and then paternity leave, which actually got quite a lot of attention because paternity leave is a strong signal that we actually want the dads that would include all of you, this, this group yeah, here. If you my wife yeah. is popping in about three weeks. Oh, okay. Um, the paternity leave that, that we announced kicks in uh, beginning of next year, but there's nothing okay. to stop you from having a chat yeah, with yeah, your, yeah, your boss. Yeah. Or a second baby for that matter. Yes. Okay. So, so, but we really want dads to be involved. Yeah. Um, and that's a big shift, you know. We're, we're actually trying to shift society as far as that's concerned. Um, so we hope that the employers are going to be supportive. Mm -hmm. We hope that the dads don't use this time to play golf. Please don't go and play golf with your paternity leave. Um, okay, just kidding. But we've, we've, had, we've had queries like that, right? We said, no. Uh, the research shows that the, it's really beneficial for the child to mm. bond with the, the, the dad in the yes. early years. Um, and then the next thing is flexible work arrangements. Because we do want... I mean, we've seen in the last three years that actually you can work differently. Yeah. Um, don't yes, work always have to be in, in the, the office, office for a fixed time, right? True. And I think young parents or anybody that has to look after aged parents and grandparents mm -hmm. would appreciate the flexibility. So mm. what you see in this year's budget is the beginning of a shift. Right. Um, and we're trying to do a, a whole societal shift where you get everybody to put family well-being front and centre. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Our our main uh one of the main issues that we were talking about like are these measures enough to even um encourage people to procreate? Yeah. You know, entice. So just now we were talking about it, right? Then from my perspective, because like I'm gonna be a new dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, the baby bonus is welcomed, of course, mm. but I don't see it as a good enough incentive to have more kids because the moment my child is born, right, I'll be thinking like, can I afford to put him or her through education and university? Mm. Yeah, mm. that's okay. one of my primary concerns. So, no, no that's that's a, a yeah. really good uh, point that you made because other parents go through that thinking process as well. And I think you can you can be assured that in Singapore, you needn't worry about that. The, the government will take care of you. Um, everybody has to do their part, but mm-hmm. we'll make sure there's a supportive environment. So, the short answer to your question is, is this additional baby bonus cash gift and the CDA top-ups going to be enough? The, the answer is that in and of itself is not going to make people have more babies. But if you have an entire society that is supportive, so you, you know that you, you're getting financial support, but you also know that if you need infant care, which is a piece that we're working on, mm-hmm. you, and if you have to go and work, somebody will look after your infant, that's, that's, that gives reassurance. Then childcare places, we have been increasing and we've also increased the amount of subsidy that we give for childcare. Mm. Then you know that your, your, your child can get good preschool education without breaking the bank. And then, you know, our national schools, you, you actually, compared to many other countries and many other places, the amount that we pay is, is relatively little, but you're assured of good education. In fact, for, between primary and, and uh, secondary, right, we invest, we as in the government, uh, puts in nearly like $100,000 per child mm-hmm. in, in, in terms of the, the, the funding support yeah. and, and everything. And uh, that continues through to the IHLs, not, not maybe quite the same amount, but ITE, um, almost 90% is covered of the fees. Uh, a poly, slightly lesser percentage, but, but close. Then university, a uh, substantial amount is actually subsidized by government. So actually you can, your, your kid is... Taken care of. Don't worry. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you you just make sure you take your part by uh, to do your part by yes. looking after the, the kid when yeah, you know yeah, yeah. they're young. Uh, I think I'm gonna and be a hands-on. Spend that. quality time with your yeah. your kid. Yeah. Don't play yeah. golf. But then again, you know you're not a golf oh, person. A golfer, so and yeah, let your wife have rest days. Um, I think our biggest concern right now is um, of course with uh, the hike in GST, you know, and then a lot of people um you know that there's just a lot of issues about. Uh, inflation and all that. Yeah. So, what are initial thoughts um, about this issue? Okay, um, there, there, are two or, or three things that you have to bear in mind first. Mm. GST was something that we had decided was really necessary way before the the, the current situation. Uh, this was back in twenty eighteen when okay. we mentioned it in in that budget. Yeah. And the reason for that is because we have an aging population. Uh, by 2030, um, one in four, that's 25% mm. of our population, is going to be age 65 and above. Mm. Um, so that means one quarter of your population is going to be aged. And when they age, healthcare costs will increase because 
the, the time, the, the, the frequency of hospital visits will increase, need for medication will increase, the length of stay in hospital will increase, and you need to be able to fund all of that. So we were looking forward, projecting, and we realized that, you know, we would need at least to, uh, an increase by 0.8% of our GDP. So raising GST by two percentage points will actually give you only 0.7%. Right. Okay. So even with the GST increase, we would probably not be able to cover all of the projected healthcare costs, but you can cover a, a good deal of it. And this is important because if we don't do it early, by the time all of us uh, age, we, we won't have the resources in place. Mm. So that was the need for it. But what happened, and, and of course we, we, we wanted to, to do it in, in this term of government, um, but the unexpected thing that came along which complicated things was when Russia invaded Ukraine. Yeah. Mm. So already during the pandemic, with pandemic you had logistics, supply chain issues, and there were sort of rising costs already. It was trending that way. But once uh, the Russia-Ukraine conflict occurred, mm -hmm. um, then energy prices soared. And logistics also uh, was a problem because, you know, Ukraine produces a, a lot of the world's oil, wheat, etc. Mm -hmm. And so that added to the crunch, which meant that in addition to the normal in inflation, you had this added inflation. And then you had two things running alongside the impending GST yes. uh, and the, this this extraordinary in inflation due to the global situation. So the third thing then was, how does the, the government deal with this? Bearing in mind that we need the revenue, um, but at the same time, we know that it's going to impact people. So the way we've designed our GST system, and, and actually under our GST, the wealthier pay more. 60% um, right, of our GST actually comes from the higher income earners as well as those, uh, the, the, the work pass, uh, uh, work pass workers and, yeah. and foreigners who, who are here. Um, and the lower income actually uh, pay, pay less because they, they buy less. But anyway, the system that we have in place is designed such that when the GST kicks in, we actually give back to lower income and majority to offset the increase okay. for a certain period of time. We came up with the assurance package, okay. right? And in addition to the assurance package, there is the GST vouchers. Right. And in addition to the GST vouchers, there's also the part that government absorbs. So remember, three buckets. Okay. The assurance package itself, what we, we, we set aside originally about uh, 6 billion, now we've, we've upped it by another 3 billion. And it has a whole series of components to help with costs. So one part is give cash. Uh, the other part is well, include CDC vouchers. But there's another component which is for your utility bills. So that's mm. the you save. Okay. So all of this is actually aimed at alleviating the additional costs that you, that you have. Right. And we're giving for the lower income enough of this to, that's equivalent to about 10 years worth of the GST increase. Okay. And for the majority, which is this middle income group, um, about five years worth of the GST increase. So basically it means that although the costs go up, government is actually giving you more than equivalent of, of this cost or at least equivalent of these additional costs mm -hmm. to last you for five or ten years as the mm -hmm. case may be. We work very hard to get the economy to grow so that your salaries can go up as well. 
right? Right. So in, in short, the way we designed our GST system is that we give back uh, or we, we provide assistance to, to those who need it most. Then the GST voucher scheme, mm. which was a separate scheme, different, yeah, all, different from the insurance package. And this came in place the last time when we raised GST back in the, the 2000s. Yes. Ba basically, it is like a, at regular intervals, we will give out GST vouchers, which essentially cash okay. to help defray additional costs. Then the third component that I talked about is for publicly funded, that means basically national schools education, government absorbs the GST. And for uh, publicly funded healthcare, government absorbs the GST as well. Mm. So you can see there's, there's a whole range, right? But it's, it's all designed to buffer Singaporeans against the GST increase, whilst at the same time ensuring that we have a steady stream of revenue to make sure that all of us and our parents and grandparents can be taken care of. Okay, okay. We actually have a, a couple more of our leading questions to the GST package in terms of how do we decide the amount and all that. But before we go into mm. the, the details of that, okay. we want to have you watch a video because we managed to go on the streets okay. and ask uh, Singaporeans. So this was actually recorded before the new uh, GST increment was, was in place. Uh, expenses are increased in expenses, definitely. Then first gen, you know, the 8% GST will kick in. Yeah, actually before it kicks in, a lot of uh, stuff has already increased in prices. They're talking about food, the services, everything. So I, I think that is uh, because I'm like the uh, middle income kind of uh, range um, and I'm at the borderline. So a lot, as, uh, and it happens that this year I'm at the borderline. So a lot of the benefits I don't get as well. Yeah. And um, I find that that's kind of unfair like, in that sense because I'm just missing it by a little bit only. Yeah. And uh, sooner or later, I think the gap for the rich and the, and the middle and the poor it's going to be very, very wide. Yeah. And um, I probably will drop from middle to, you know, a lower, lower income range. Yeah. I'm very interested in that statement, like um, the, the, the being on the precipice of, oh, I'm now, you know, lower income to middle income. And also she talks about her concerns um, between there's going to be an increase in um, the, um, the, gap. the gap between yep. the, the, the different classes. I mean, I can fully understand her concerns. I mean, in anybody in her situation, because she she, she clearly feels that she's like in the in the middle group, the middle, right? Yeah. Doesn't qu quite fall into one or the other, misses Correct. out on, on mm. some of it. Um, I, I would say this, a lot of the assurance package measures are broad-based. Mm -hmm. um, so um, there's something for, for everybody. Uh, like you say, for example, goes according to household, goes according to your household type, means the rental flats, which is lower income, will get more. Uh, if you're four or five room, you will still get HDB, you will still get something, but you get slightly less. So the system is designed on the assumption that if you have a certain amount of income, you still get assistance, but we, we weight it more so that the lower income get more. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, so in, in her case, you'll definitely get something. Every household gets CDC vouchers, oh, for example. Um, and if she falls into the lower income group, paradoxically, she will get more. Mm -hmm. uh, but the real other strategy is actually to try to make sure that apart from this assistance for people in her position, you also help them to boost their incomes, either by creating opportunities for jobs um, or, you know, see what we can do in terms of upskilling to help her access uh, jobs. There may be some who can't work yeah. um, for whatever reason. And if really, really there is a need, there's always fallback. 
because um, government has got social assistance programs. We've got what we call ComCare assistance yeah. that's given out through the social service office. So in, in short, there's something for everybody. The system is designed such that those with greater needs get more help. And if you happen to fall into the group that needs more help, then, you know, just just give a shout, reach out to the SSO, uh, speak to somebody who can, can connect you with the government assistance. Mm. Oh, I, I have one question, madam. Mm. For You mentioned about the assurance package. Mm. So it is for to defay away from the 1% increase of the GST? Uh, yeah, and then for, don't forget for the next percentage next year as well. Yes. The, the package is sized for the increase as a whole. Okay. Yeah. okay. Sorry, so, can I just mm, add on yes, to that question? Sure. So, so just now uh, you mentioned that it was projected to give back for 10 years worth mm. and 5 mm. years worth, right? Mm. Can you share with us how this was calculated and what was it based on? Okay, so um, Department of Statistics and the other agencies would generally, pulling from all the data they have, um, be able to arrive at a sort of a, a, a general basket of goods that, that Singaporeans have for their expenditure uh, mm. or, or their, their household expenses. So, you know, the kind of groceries, you take into account the basics, you take into account their utilities, etc. I mean, there's this complicated formula that they work on, but essentially they, they look at different household types, what would roughly be the expenditure that they have um, and how we can uh, help buffer them against the GST portion. Mm. And you, you, so that was the original assurance package, which was aimed specifically at GS, the GST increase, and that one was uh, five years and ten years worth, right? Mm. And last year, before the GST increase kicked in, we had a separate household package, which included, I mean, same components uh, like CDC voucher and and you save etc. This was intended to help against the general inflation. So so you're right. Your your, your point about you know the GST goes up by one percentage. There's help for that. Yeah. But bearing in mind the general inflation, we had a household package. Then this year, only because now that the GST has kicked in, everything sort of gets gets conflated and rolled up into one into general into inflation as a whole. We just pakalay everything under the assurance mm -hmm. package. Mm. But so, so the short answer to your question is that the components that go in uh, are intended to help not just with the GST increase, but with the general inflation that people are experiencing. All right. Actually, you feel that the money gets smaller. So probably when you actually in the past take a $50, you can buy a lot more things. But now $50, you basically cannot buy a lot. So I can feel that you know, money is getting smaller. Wherever you go, let's say you go one outing with your family, the money that you actually, you know, need to spend a day versus the past is a lot more now. The, the, the price pressure is quite intense. Uh. The value of money mm. is significantly like reduced uh, according to this gentleman. Um, and I and I also have this issue mm. about how the increment of GST is only 1%, but my nasi lemak is from $3 to $4 now. <laughs> so it's like, where is this calculation? But like in terms of day-to-day -day eating, you know, mm. is there a way where we can curb this, this exorbitant increment? Or in, in fact, last time my, my mom used to tell me $50 can use for many days. Yeah. And now, many $50 for one day. Now prawn 1 kg already $24, okay? <laughs> yes. Okay. That is very expensive. Very expensive. Okay, yeah. So, so what, what are your thoughts about this? Okay, so the, the, the points that you have raised, actually, there, there are a few separate and distinct points. Okay. Let, let, let me break it down. Right. I think that the key thing that he mentioned was that 
it, it just feels that your money doesn't go very far now. Yeah. Mm, right. And he's not wrong because with, with inflation, that's what happens. Um, the, the, the same amount of money buys you less because the, the prices have, have gone up. And that's exactly why the assurance package and all the other measures we've taken are designed to put cash into people's hands so that they will have some additional cash to cover their costs. The you save, the CC vouchers, the, the GST cash payments, etc. Right? That, that's one part of it. But you, you raised an interesting point <clears throat> because there were some prices that went up even before the GST kicked in. Yes. And I, I think that was mentioned and, too. And it's not, and it's not in, in, you know, in relation yeah. to... Yeah. That's right. It's not pro proportionate. proportionate. Yes, correct. So this part, there, there are two scenarios. One is because prices of goods, at food especially, just went up generally. That, that was the whole supply chain issue. So for some of those, their, their raw materials um, and, and you know, the things that they, they put into the food uh, cost more. So those, mm -hmm. I think, they feel they have to pass on to the customers, which is fair enough. Um, but then, uh, don't say it's GST lah because yeah. it's not the GST. Um, then there's, an, there's another group, and I think this is a much smaller group, uh, that takes advantage of the opportunity to, to, to increase, yeah. maybe over and above the actual cost, but wrapping it up with this whole inflation thing. So, so you've, got the, you've got just the GST portion, you've got the inflation portion, which is, is real, and then there may be some much fewer who opportunistically take the opportunity to uh, raise the, the prices. For this group, we've set up the uh, Committee Against Profiteering. Mm. Okay. So if, if you think that you know, there's a situation where a shop uh, is blatantly in increasing without justification, can refer it to the Committee Against Profiteering. So I think it's a valid concern to raise. Yes. So that's number one. Number two, um, I mean, aside to that, uh, I, was, I also want to talk about why at the staggering of the GST from 7 to 8 and then to 9. Like, why can't we just just pierce us and just go 9? That's it, settle, call it a day. Yeah, why because agree, agree. I personally think like it doesn't make a difference. Just bear with it, lah, bear with it, lah, 2% increase and call it a day. You know, no need to like placate people and say, oh, 8% first, then 9%. Okay, let, let, let me take that, one, that question first, right? <laughs> Actually, that would have been our preferred choice. Yeah. And all things being equal, we would have done it, but we got derailed by two things. One, global pandemic, uh, and two, the, the sharp increase in inflation caused by the, the Russia-Ukraine situation. Yeah. Because if, if we didn't have those two scenarios, and actually the economy was on track, there would be no reason why we wouldn't have just taken a one step. So you, you remember that um, we had announced that we would do it in two steps at last year's budget. Mm -hmm. And last year's budget was actually really looking at the pandemic because the budget statement was delivered before Russia invaded Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Yes. yes. Uh, so what we were actually looking at was an economic uh, situation where there was already some inflation, um, but we were still coming out of the pandemic. We hadn't relaxed all our controls, etc. And it wasn't quite clear trying to look ahead how the economy would be. And we knew that people were feeling pain. Um, but at the same time, we had all the constraints that I mentioned earlier about the need to raise the, the revenues um, in, in order to cope with the aging population. So we decided that on balance, it would be better to do it in one step. I mean, in two steps rather than one, uh, in acknowledgement of the fact that people were already feeling it 
And if you added on, you know, that additional percentage, you would be adding on to the impact on Singaporeans. And we didn't want that. Mm, so essentially, it's really just to... It's with Singaporean in mind. That's the reason why it's staggered. Yeah. But yeah, somehow it, it feels that it gives the opportunistic people two chances yeah. to do price hikes. You're right. Except that if, if those were the choices, right? One, don't give them the opportunity to raise it, like to inflate it and cause pain to, to, to Singaporeans. Mm-hmm. Or uh, lessen the pain a bit. Um, and then for this group that seeks to opportunistically raise prices, make sure that you know, there are measures in place to go after them if they do that. I, I think we would take the second option. Right. Mm, okay, all right. I'm still a student, so like GSC hike for me is still a very like, as in it's still money. La. So for me, it's quite concerning also, yeah. Then especially if it's, because 7% is quite high already, then 9% is going to be even higher. So yeah, so I think that is one of the main problems that I can think of now. La. In, how? How do you think uh, government can help to ease this issue? I think with like how the government is doing the CDC voucher and everything, right? I think maybe what they can do is probably bring down the age where they because they only give out for people who are 20 year, 21 years old and above, right? So people at like my age now, we don't actually receive the CDC voucher. So I think maybe what they can do is probably bring down the age to at least um probably 16 or 18, the range there. Yeah, so that um people like at around like my age, they can at least um get some money from like the government too. Like. Should we lower the age from... Yes! <laughs> As a father of three, I'm pretty yes, sure... I'm yes, I'm calling out for my... Yes. No, no, but also I think it's valid because nowadays as as, as we see, you know, um, students as young as 16 and 17, they already have spending power. I mean, I mean, Technically, it's, it's no. They are already money, spending. They're already spending, right? So yeah. The CDC vouchers are actually given to households. Houses, household. It's given to a household. It's not given to individuals. Mm. So the the underlying rationale of the CDC voucher is that it is to help with gross, uh, household groceries. Because if you're buying laundry and detergent, it's not like you have one packet for everybody. That's you know true. What I mean that that yep. whole big packet is right. for the to wash the clothes for the the whole uh, family, mm-hmm. um, and that's how it was designed. So I think for CDC vouchers, it would continue to still be for the family. The, mm. the underlying assumption, and I hope that this is correct, is that the, the parents are going to make sure <laughs> that the money is used yeah, for, yeah. for the family. Yeah. But for, for young people, it would have to... I mean, the, the main assistance is really directed at the, the school fees. Uh, and and the education subsidies, um, but you know if there's other other ways in which we can assist, we'll we'll have a look at that um, Two 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 responses to that. One is can't delay the aging part. Okay. Between now and twenty thirty, Singaporeans are still going to get older. And we're still going to reach twenty five percent of our population at age sixty five and above by twenty thirty. So, if if we can't delay the aging you can't delay all the additional costs that's going to come with healthcare for providing for that demographic, which means you have to make sure that the revenue stream is ready in time. Mm. But, and this is your question, can we delay it? The answer is yes, we are actually delaying it by five and ten years for the majority and for the lower income through the assurance package. The assurance, if you, if, you, if, you, if you think about it, the assurance package actually delays the GST because it covers the portion that you would otherwise have had to pay. Mm. And it's only when the, the, the payouts, uh, the impact of the payouts stop, 
that's when the GST really kicks in for you. And hopefully by that time, we would have done enough to get the economy going. It's now come out of the pandemic. And by that time, your incomes can, can rise and you'll be in a better position. So that's how it's then designed. It's um, a bit complicated to explain, but I think you can, you can see the design principles, like right? Time is something that you cannot change. So <laughs> I mean, that, that's provided if every cop in the system is doing its part. But yeah. what if we get employers who don't really play the game and they don't raise the wage? I think they would lose their employees soon yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, in a tight labour market like today, um, employees do have other options and, and choice. But the only thing is, the economy of today requires new skills. That's why I really urge Singaporeans to take advantage of the, the upskilling programs, um, the professional conversion programs and, mm. and other things. Because the skills that of yesterday, some of them will continue to apply, but digital skills and, and you know, new technologies, all of these things need Singaporeans to learn new things. So um, very important that they take advantage of that, which is part and parcel of the budget. Interesting, interesting. Okay, before we wrap up to this conversation, we want to end it on, on a light note. So we have a very interesting question. Being one of the first few women politicians in Singapore, do you need to be more strong-headed among the guys? <laughs> no, you just have to say it like it is. Uh, just, just, you know, be yourself. Uh, and if you feel strongly about something, say so, speak up. Okay. Mm. E even with opposition, keep on calling. <laughs> Just try to speak. Stir, stir I think the minister right. haven't answered my question. Do, do you? Do you get? <laughs> Agitated or yeah, how do you keep yeah, calm how do you keep in, cool in that? Yes. Because I would have just left. I'd be like, you know what? Talk to yourself. <laughs> well, I think the key thing to do is just go out there and explain why it is that you have actually answered the question. And I, I think viewers and and Singaporeans watching will, will know and they will understand. They will understand. They, they they can they can draw their own conclusions. But then again, I I don't think she's in a position to just. Leave. She has to, <laughs> even with repeat, you know, regardless, you repeating know? the yeah. same question in different yeah, form. Just again, just, just rephrase the uh, question. Well, under the standing orders, which are the rules that govern the conduct of Parliament, if if uh, ministers ask a question, you have to answer it. Uh, but you know, if you've already answered it, mm -hmm. it's perfectly all right to say that you have already answered it. You don't have to give a different answer. Correct. I see. All right. Thank you so much for taking the time to to answer our questions and uh, whether or not the questions are tough or... I mean, are, are the questions tough today? Okay lah. No, they're You're perfect. I, I mean, they're, they're, they're very legit questions and happy, happy to answer legit them. Legit concerns, I think. Um, and, and we hope that those who are listening or those who are watching would probably have a better idea on, on how things are being put in measures and being put in place, yep. right? <laughs> Alright, thank you so much for, for spending time with us. And for those of you who are watching, alright, please... Stay tuned and continue to watch Straight Talk just to find out who is our next guest and what are the topics that we'll be talking about next mm. episode. Yeah, my name is Hafiz. I'm William. <laughs> Edmund. And to see you again. Bye. Thank you, everyone.